podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it's Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, on our channel, you've got a variety of content, including interviews, podcasts, guest shows, reviews, pretty much anything. Uh, we have different series on different subjects. We have mental health shows, football films, TV, wrestling, conspiracy theories, music, pretty much any subject you could think about. We've probably either had a show on it or going to have a show on it. got loads of uh, guests and uh, shows coming up on various subjects. So today's show is the fourth in our series on cons- uh, fifth, sorry, in, uh, of our series on conspiracy theories. Uh, we then what did we do? The first one we did aliens, and we did crop circles and that type of stuff. Then last week we did secret societies, which was good fun. Uh, and then today is uh, JFK, which is uh, it's probably going to be a bit a bit, a bit longer than an hour. Uh, we normally try to keep them to around an hour just over, but I'm going to let this one just go as where it goes. But uh, we'll see how it goes, I suppose. I'm rhyming. Here we go. Uh, so to join me as we uh, go down the rabbit hole, as it were, my co-host, Reese. You all right, buddy? You all right, mate? Good to be back, Sight. Indeed. We're uh, on a roll these days now, getting them out. Even without planning it, they seem to come out on a Saturday every week, which is good. And uh, we'll get around to the uh, to the live ones as well. Reese is desperate for them, so I'm uh, we're working towards uh, we're uh, gaining subscribers and stuff slowly. A couple, well, a few each week. I think we're up to about 160 on YouTube, but we're coming up to like 4,000 on Facebook. So it's like growing slowly. Some good viewing figures on uh, the videos, the conspiracy theory ones. Been doing really well, actually. I put all of all of them. I've done all twenty-four shows now onto the audio download, and the conspiracy theory ones. I put the four of them up first before I uploaded the rest, and um, they were being uploaded. They would people were downloading them quicker than I could upload them, which was pretty cool. Like, but um, yeah, all the shows now are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, a a cast, uh, I can't that Stitcher, yeah, there's loads, but they're all there. Podcast.co, they're all there for the people who can listen to them in the car on your way to work or on the trains, whatever you need to do, you can listen to it. And we've got a show for everything, which helps. Uh, so before we get into the uh, the nuts and bolts of JFK, uh, just a quick disclaimer, as, as usual, for the conspiracy theories, because we don't want to offend or upset anyone. So, uh, before we go down, before we head down the terrifying and weird roads to conspiracy theories, I want to point out that just because we discuss a particular theory, it doesn't mean that we believe it to be true, agree with the point of view, or in any way think that's how it went down. We are simply going to discuss the popular theories and evidence presented by the people who champion them. That's that out of the way for people who get a bit upset. But, you know, JFK is a, it's a big old conspiracy and there's so many uh, facets to it. 
um, and there's so many different theories, and they all sort of interlink and overlap. So we're going to try and break them down each theory as best we can, sort of go over it and see where we go. But um, yeah, it's a complex one, mate, isn't it? It is, mate, it is. And especially the time frame, how long ago it was and the evidence that's about for it. Yeah, it's grown, haven't it, over the years. Like, things have been declassified and there's been lots of books and documentaries, deathbed confessions, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. And I think it's not even, like, just a theory of, oh, who shot JFK, because there's so much stuff which links into who shot JFK. And it's very, it's difficult to go into like one part of it without going over all of it. So we'll give it a whirl. But um, yeah, just to say before we do get started properly is obviously on the channel, do a lot of shows which are a bit more serious, like the mental health ones. And I've had doctors and patients and people on who discuss like their issues or issues they come across or how they're helping people with issues. Um, and I'm really passionate about those shows, and I, they're really doing well in terms of figures. And I've had a lot of messages about those shows. But the conspiracy theory ones are a bit more lighthearted, a bit more chilled out, and a bit more, what should we say, less serious, less professional. Not that I'm professional in any way, but yeah, is what it is. It's just a bit of fun, generally, a bit of lighthearted listening. Um, okay, so, firstly, mate, do you think Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK? I think he shot at JFK. Okay. But I don't know if it was him who shot JFK. Okay. I mean, so, have you ever used decent high-powered rifles to shoot? No. They're fucking hard. Really hard to shoot. And I mean, that shot he pulled off back then with the equipment that was available, he'd have to be a highly trained sniper. Yeah, he'd have to, you'd think he'd have had to have military training. And even if he hit the shot, it's the, the reloading of the bullets in that short space of time in the type of weapon that would have been available to, you know, in the 1960s. Do you know what I mean? It was very, it's like, from what I've seen, it's one of the ones where you've got to like pull it back, yeah, the pull all back. the way to. So it's very difficult to get off, like three, four shots really quickly. But so my next question to you, before we went into the details, was: So do you think he did it alone? But if you're not sure, sure whether he shot him, then I'd assume that you don't think he did it alone. Is that right? Yeah, totally. There's. There's so many different people or agencies, organisations, whatever you want to call it, who could be involved. He he was just put up as the patsy. Oh, he was definitely he was definitely uh, taking the blame one way or the other. Yeah, and they uh, left it in his hands to do that final shot. No, would you? You know, look look at it. You know, play devil's advocate. You're going for probably the most powerful man on the earth at that time. And you're risking it in the hands of an untrained civilian, basically. Never going to happen. Ever. No. And I, I think the other thing is, as well, is, like, obviously, what you said, but also, he was never going to be allowed to speak in court. 
so it's like this like two parts to it is it's very unlikely that they would leave a shot of that importance to just any old dude and also he was never ever going to be able to be standing in a court in front of a jury and in front of all the media and say anything no. because they would have had no control over what what he would say whether it would have been true or not that you know generally it would have been yeah he was never gonna get there um <laughs> so uh jfk was assassinated by gunshot while traveling in the motorcade in a open top limousine dallas texas Harpers 12 on november the 22nd 1963 yeah uh, texas texas governor john Connolly was wounded which is another point of contention um, and then within two hours, Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for the killing, for killing uh, Dallas policeman uh, J.D. Tippett. And he was arraigned that evening, which, again, for a crime and a situation of that magnitude, you're telling me that they investigated, collected evidence, charged and arraigned this guy in less than 12 hours. It wouldn't happen. It's just no, it's impossible. Um, So he was arraigned for murdering President Kennedy as well. Oh, sorry, I do apologise. He was arraigned the next day at 11.21. So it was literally just under 24 hours, which the point still stands, to go from, you know, investigating and collecting evidence witnesses yeah. all that malarkey and then charging him and arraigning him in under 24 hours this is this is bonkers like um and then he was shot on his way uh out of the court or into the court it doesn't say it was in the basement as <laughs> police headquarters he was shot yeah yeah that's right because they and were transferring he, him from the jail, uh, it's, city it's, jail it's, to county it's, jail wasn't it? yeah he was shot by um mm. I think he was was he Jack a Ruby. something Jack. Uh, Jack Ruby, his name is. He's a nightclub owner. That's it. Which generally, a nightclub owner in uh, in them days in you know was it Texas, I suppose, but like in a nightclub owner in the the sixties was basically like a gangster, wasn't he? But yeah. I mean, you know, I've got well, no evidence. Well, you've also got to look at it. Most of the club owners and things around Texas were just front men for the Texas millionaires, weren't they? They were just the face. Yeah. You know, they weren't running the show or anything like that. So maybe it was, um, maybe the conspiracy was, you know, it was a Texas oil gas, basically. And Yeah, it's a weird one because immediately after the shooting, a lot of people um, suspected that the assassination was like part of something larger. Yeah. And there was like... Um, People on TV in Dallas and radios, particularly right-wing people, were straight away saying that there was something going on, it was a bit shady, and then as soon as Jack Ruby shot Oswald, that, like, compressed it into this big, huge thing straight away. So, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's grown over the years, and you've had all the books and the deathbed confessions and the documentaries, but you're talking instantly like in the days afterwards people thought something shady was going on 
And like this is not like 2019 with the internet where stuff just catches fire and people talk on forums. You're talking like TV news broadcasts, radio broadcasts, which generally then were journalists who, you know, would say, if they were saying stuff like that, it was because they had some type of information or source or something you know, they wouldn't have just gone on the radio or the TV straight after the president's died and started speculating on conspiracies if they didn't have some sort of reason or information to, you know, to go in that direct uh, direction. So, yeah, that's, like, really quick. Like, when you think of, like, how quick that that conspiracy theory took hold... Or it was born, I suppose. It's like you're talking almost the same day by the sounds of it. Um, you know, there's been loads of books, so many books about the, you know, different people, different theories. And I'm not going to lie and say that I've read them all because I haven't. I've read a couple and I've read about a couple. I don't think anyone's ever read them all, mate. Oh, there's probably is someone. I. I... I remember seeing before, and there's been something like 263 different people basically accused of shooting JFK. It's mad, isn't it? You know, you know people so, have said, oh, they, I think it's so-and-so because of this, and have put good evidence forward. Mm-hmm. So the, there was a book called Who Killed Kennedy, which was written by Thomas Buchanan, which came out in May 1964, and that is, like, why widely sort of said to be the first proper, you know, proper book yeah. that alleged sort of a conspiracy theory as opposed to just, or oh, Lee Harvey Oswald did it, just like they sort of said, this is what happened. He was the first guy who sort of presented some evidence and said, no, I think something a bit shady is going on here. Um, so just before we get into some of the theories, um, I'm just going to read this bit because it's quite interesting. So in 1964, so between six months and a year later, the Warren Commission, who investigated it thoroughly and went through all the you know evidence and whatnot, supposedly, if you believe what the government says, uh, they concluded that Lee Harvey Oswald had acted alone and there was no credible evidence that supported the contention that he was involved in a conspiracy to assassinate the president, the commission also indicated that then Secretary of State Dean Rusk, then Defence Secretary uh, Robert McNamara, then Treasury Secretary uh, C. Douglas Dillon, Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, and then CIA Director John McCone, uh, Secret Service Chief James Riley, each individually, so they didn't collude, they didn't speak to each other, reached the same conclusion on the information that was available to them. So, the first thing I'd say about that little bit is a lot of those names are very familiar to people now because they went on to big things after JFK was killed. People like uh, Hoover, McNamara, and there was another one on there as well, McCone, yeah. I think it is, who went on, you know, they went on to be heavily involved in the CIA 
uh, and shady operating. To be honest, says, can, can anyone else name another director of the CIA other than J. Edgar Hoover? Um, George Bush Senior. Yeah, but how many people will remember that or know that? Not many. Yeah, I suppose. Not any at all. Yeah, so, and it says they individ- individually reached the same conclusion on the basis of information available to them. Now, to me, that's ropey in itself because it shouldn't be the information available to them. It should be all the information. They should be able so, to gather their own information yeah, as well. They should be able to speak to whoever they need to speak to, collect you know, go through the evidence, and that straight away sounds as if, like, I've always thought the Warren Commission felt very much like they presented the evidence which fell in with the conclusion that they wanted, almost like they had the conclusion, and then they just took the bits of evidence which matched up with that and didn't quite address or didn't look into in any great detail or just, just left out the bits which perhaps, you know, were a bit but shaded or didn't uh, fall in with that. doing that, it, it shocks me that all of them come to the same conclusion. You know, it's the President of the United States. He's the most powerful man in the world at that time. At least one of them would have thought something's not right here and maybe pointed something out or brought something up and there was nothing at all, nothing. The Attorney General then was Robert... F. Kennedy, which is his brother, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like, okay. do you know what I mean? It's and and even like, if you got what did I say? I think it was about six people. If you gave six people a load of stuff to interpret, chances are that not all six will interpret every piece of information the same way. Yeah, totally. It's very unlikely because people just view stuff in a different way, like just the way people speak or the way people read things. Everyone's mind is different. Everyone thing in, you know, interprets information differently. Everyone thinks differently. So either they, all six of them didn't individually look at it all or, and they, you know, they just talked about it and they colluded or even if they didn't collude necessarily, they just, you know, they all talked about it. They sort of exchanged views and whatever and then came to the same conclusion that I could believe. But six people individually seems to indicate that they had, you know, they had no sort of uh, overlap or no discussion about it. It was just their own individual uh, opinions. And I find that difficult to believe that six oh. people would, you know, inv- come to the same exact same conclusion. When you look at all, you know, when we look at all the different things now, we don't know and we're, you know, it's like 60 years later. We still don't know because there's so many weird bits of information and evidence that we find it difficult to go through it and read it and think, oh, this is what happened or this what happened. So uh, according to this, you know, these six people reviewed it all and they all thought that it was the same. Yeah. Um, I see Yeah, it's a weird one. So there was a guy called Clay Shaw, who was on trial in 1969. Um, And the district attorney at the time for New New Orleans challenged the single bullet theory with evidence from the 
cruder film in a court of law. Yeah. So it had to be like discussed. Um, so he sort of brought this Pruder film in and he claimed that the indicated that the fourth shot had come from the grassy knoll, which had caused the fatal headshot. So basically what their theory was is that Lee Harvey Oswald did get shot off or two shots off or whatever amount, but he didn't do the kill like what you were saying at the start. He didn't kill him. It was the shot from the grassy knoll which hit him in the head, which was the fatal shot. Yeah. Um, and then from what I find it, what I find it very difficult, I found this little ex, sort of extract which said about this trial um, and how they introduced it into like court. And then I couldn't find anything which said what happened after that, what the discussion was after that. It just says it was introduced and the Zapruder film was used as evidence, but it was made, I couldn't find anything and I scoured for ages because I'd never heard that sort of little bit. So I was like, all right, okay. couldn't find anything. So, yeah, but so if we go, let's go. Let me just skip through to the Zapruder film scene, as I mentioned. Uh, so, uh, off, do you remember what the Zapruder film is? Because there's so many, I get confused with which one's which. And I've got like a... I can't answer So, the Zapruder film is supposed to, it's basically touted as the, or described as the best photographic evidence available of the number and the timing of each shot. So it shows the angle of the shots and it shows the shot hitting clearly so you can obviously these days everything's in hd it wasn't but you can see clearly the shots hitting you can see where the direction they're coming from so it's you know it is what it is um it didn't come out straight away which again is really strange to me because there wasn't many video cameras around in them days so the the other thing you've got to take into account here, bear in mind, technology is always 10, 20 years ahead of what we're using. Yeah. Now, the, mm-hmm. the people involved or who allegedly could be involved in this are some of the richest people on this earth who could probably get their hands on this technology, i.e. silent, suppressed sniper rifles. Yeah. So there wouldn't be another shot here if it was used on one of them rifles or if it was a powerful enough rifle say they were a mile away these are things that no one's really spoke about much yeah and i think if you say for instance someone was on the grassy knoll and they had like a top tier or top of the range sniper rifle which was like you say was ahead of the time or whatever because it's from the government or the cia is once those first couple of shots go off from Lee Harvey Oswald, there's panic everywhere. So people are not really paying attention. Yeah. Like spectators are not paying attention to, oh, where's the shots coming from? They're just trying to grab their kids and get away. And the Secret Service people are not doing their job, as they, you know, it's quite clear that two of them completely stand down. But we'll get to that bit. But, um, so it'd be quite easy for a shot to come from somewhere else, but still come from the general same 
direction. So do you know what I mean? Like it could be slightly behind where Lee Harvey Oswald was, or even slightly to the side, or like a but but on the film, which is facing sort of forward, if you like, if they both come from the right diagonally, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. It could be like, you know, 50, 60, 100 yards either way, but they'll still look like they're coming from the same angle on this straight-on film. Mate, he could have been a floor above him or a floor below him for all we know. Yeah, there's one. Um, there's one. I think it was might be Jesse Ventura's uh, conspiracy theory program on it, where they said they tried. They were trying to say that the 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 drain, which was sort of underneath or to the side on the opposite side of the road to the limousine, um, was like an open storm drain. And there was like a tunnel which led directly to this drain and you could stand up in it. Um, and they were speculating that they shot, someone shot from the drain because one of the shots looks like it almost comes up into his head. Yeah. Like, that would so have to be a suppressed, it would, it would have to be a silenced suppressed silent weapon though. Because imagine the noise of it inside the drain going off. Yeah. But then would you hear it because of all the, Commotion and of a drain, yeah, it sounds like an explosion under your feet, mm. which would cause even more panic. And people remember the bad things during panic, yeah, it's true, I suppose. But then, like I say, silence, and it's that's what I mean. People are, not looking, people are not looking in the drain, are they? Do you know what I mean? They're not, they're looking everywhere else. And like, what, like if a sniper says, rifle comes up, you're looking up, and you, yeah, and like the main thing, you hit the nail on the head back then. There was hardly any video cameras or anything like that about. Like nowadays, something like that, there'd be at least 10 mobile phones that have filmed it from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But back then, so even, even the evidence were given, and no matter what video it is, how do we know where this video has come from? And yeah, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Is, is knowing where these things uh, are come from, because you could have someone... They could have someone, if it was, say, for instance, it's the CIA um, who organised this sort of this incident or this assassination. Yeah. They could easily have someone there filming at a certain angle, certain time. They could have filmed it all and then cut off bits. Yeah, totally. it. And that's where I was going to come into next, actually, is um, so, like, when the Sapruda film came out, it was like a conspiracy theorist's dream because, you know, it was incontrovertible proof that there was a conspiracy because it showed that these shots possibly came from different directions and the kill shot wasn't done by Lee Harvey Oswald. However, a lot of researchers say that the Sapruda film is a sophisticated for, uh, forgery um, and, like, some big... Uh, like they're not names that I would know, but apparently they're quite big names in the JFK investigation world. Um, there's several of them who are like old men now, uh, and they called it the biggest hoax in the 20th century. Um, in 1996, a former Kodak, uh, so a Kodak is like the photographic place, which yeah. obviously you don't use them as much now, but they used to process your photos and they had like media companies and stuff. They, uh, in 1996, a former Kodak product engineer 
was requested by the Assassination Records Review Board to undertake a thorough technical study of the Zapruder film, um, basically to see if there was any alterations, you know, anything had been taken out, if it had been cut. Uh, and this guy concluded that there was no detectable evidence of manipulation or alteration to the film's original footage. So that's basically saying, no, it's real. It was taken as it was. So, and, and you know, it's not like they had Photoshop to to just crack on with. One thing uh, was set up to be exactly as it is before it was done. So it isn't genuine video, but the scenario is the fake. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one, right? Because you can it's see... One of them things wow, that you too much time has gone and the technology back then doesn't allow us to prove if the video may well be real but it might be a fake scenario so do you mean do you mean like it was filmed like the day before and they set it up to look exactly like it was going to look or do you just mean that it could have been set up on the day to look exactly like it's going to look okay and filmed on the day and but it's not the actual shooting, or maybe it's just someone who's firing blanks, or it's it could be someone just set up to show these shots coming from these angles. Mm. We then just... I think there's so many, um, there's so many like there's so many reference points, like famous reference points in these films. Like people, like the guy with the umbrella and the the babushka lady and stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. very difficult to 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 like film like a like a fake one, if you like, because you how do you know those people are going to be there? So that makes it very difficult to. But then I suppose when you've got secret service and CIA everywhere, you can easily have people dressed up in those things. Yeah. Keep everyone else away from there. Um, so I suppose there is that. There was like quite a big, big thing. There's been a few dodgy things afterwards, which I want to talk about at the end about all the witnesses who've died since. But um, so before we flick back to the some of the theories, there's um, like a thing on the evidence which has been tampered with or suppressed. So like some researchers have alleged that various items of like physical evidence have either been tampered with or have been just downright disappeared, um, including the single bullet, also known as the magic bullet, because of the way that it behaved, the way it, it like a bullet <clears throat> for a bullet to have hit skull, as it did, as you see in the video, it hits his skull and the back of his head explodes. Um, sorry for the graphic description, folks. But yeah, you can see it in the film. And then when they show you the picture, the evidence picture of the bullet, it's completely perfect. Like there's no damage to it. And like all the gun experts and people who've shot guns before say, if that bullet had hit skull like that and exploded it like that, there's no way it would still be in that perfect, pristine condition. Mm. So obviously people say, well, that's not a bullet. Um, you know, because there was, it wasn't like fragmented. It wasn't like a little bit damaged. There was nothing, um, and it obviously it went through the windshield of the limousine as well. well. I think one of them did. I'm not sure if it, if it says here that it was the 
you know, the magic bullet went through the windshield. Um, so yeah, it's like, and, and then there's um, <clears throat> there was something with Oswald's rifle, the the so-called backyard photos of him holding a rifle. Um, supposedly, some say they were altered. Some say they were, um, you know, just they they were taken. They were organised to be taken rather than like it's portrayed as it's just him outside his house holding his rifle like a proud picture. But there's like people who say that he was manipulated to into taking that photo. Sort of like, oh, do you like my do you like my rifle? Oh, do you want to have a photo with my rifle? No, it looked really cool, sort of thing. Yeah. And then they take a picture and then they release it. Or some people say again that it's been manipulated. And obviously that's a big part of the the storyline that the you know the the government and the, the Warren Commission and people the official side, you know, the big part of their sort of presentation, if you like, of why, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, you he was, you know, a Russian spy and this and that, and we've got a picture of him holding the rifle which killed him and do you know what I mean? It's very uh <laughs> and it's shady. If you were going to pick someone to be your scapegoat, they couldn't have picked a better person than Oswald, could they? Let's be fair. Jesus Christ. No. You know, he was a Marxist. He was an ex-Marine. He was a semi-decent shooter, wasn't he? He won. Hmm. I, think the t- I think the two tests that I remember reading about him, when the score he had was 207, which made him just above a marksman level. But then his next score after that was way below it, which dropped him down to, I think it was Marksman or just below. Oh, okay. But, you know, look how many experts have said, you know, the shots he took, you would have to be, you know, one of the world's best snipers. Well, Jesse, uh, Jesse Ventura was uh, in SEAL team, wasn't he? Yeah. And um, he tried to take the shot with the same rifle um, and he couldn't hit it. He had loads of goals and he just could not do it. So, like, whilst it's not an impossible shot, you're talking about someone who's trained to shoot. You know, it's not just like me going to take it and, like, first time I pick up a gun and try to do it. You know what I mean? It's like it's someone who's been trained in how to handle a gun, how to use a sniper rifle, and, take. you know, he couldn't do it. Which tells you everything, not everything, but it tells you a lot about the shot and how yeah. difficult it was. And equally, don't get me wrong, it could be just that he got lucky and it was the perfect shot on the perfect day, uh, you know, one in a million type thing for him. But four, back to back. Yeah, it's, it's a bit much, isn't it? That's like Robin Hood. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's the th- I think that's my biggest problem with a lot of the evidence of the official story. It's just like perhaps one of them on their own it's like, okay, maybe he just got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> just like, then it's just like one thing after another, and then like he got killed, and before he could go to court, and it's very... Uh... All right, here we go. So with the, the photographs of him holding the rifle, it says the, the weapon was identified by the Warren Commission as the assassination, assassination weapon, which was the photo in his backyard. The House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that the Oswald photos were genuine. Uh, and his wife had said that she took them 
she had taken the pictures basically. Um, in 2009, um, there were some findings of a professor from a computer science uh, in Dartmouth College who used 3D modeling software to analyze the photographs. And after demonstrating that a single light source could create seemingly lots of different shadows from different angles, uh, he concluded that there was probably no evidence of sort of any tampering with that photo. So again, that photo seems to be genuine. But there are a lot of people. Again, it could be, but it's America and he's ex-military. If he didn't have a gun, I'd be more fucking worried. Well, that's it in the meds. You know what I mean? Like, you know. it's, come on. It, this is the Americans we're talking about. In Texas. Yeah, everyone's got a gun. You know, it's... I'd have a gun if I lived there. Like, do you know what I mean? How, so... And how can they say, yeah, that's the gun that was used? Well, can they see the serial number? Have they yeah, tested this... the ballistics of it? That's just bollocks of a picture. Yeah, there's so much bollocks around it, though, and that. It's just yeah. so you much can... shady shit. Like... And nobody in a high-powered position would go, I can confirm that's the weapon that was used. How the fuck can you do that off a picture? <laughs> that's, come on. It's bizarre, isn't it? Okay, so let's have a look at some of the possible evidence of a cover-up. So numerous researchers have pointed out what they categorise as uh, they could be inconsistencies, oversights, exclusions of evidence, errors, changing of stories, changes made to witness testimony in the official uh, Warren Commission compared to their initial uh, testimony, um, which, you know, these researchers say, and there's plenty of them, that this suggests that there was some, some sort of type of cover-up, in particular from the Warren Commission. Um, and a lot of them say that the Warren Commission received only information supplied to it by the FBI, and the FBI, you know, basically wanted, like we said before, wasn't it? They wanted to rubber stamp the lone gunman theory, so they only gave evidence which supported that. And don't get me wrong, even now, if you've got police who are investigating a crime, um, and they got their number one suspect, when they go to the CPS, they present all the evidence which backs up their thing, you know, to that suspect. They don't present all the evidence that they've collected. They only give them the evidence which supports their theory or their suspect. So I, I do get that, but it just seems a bit like they didn't quite... In, in a prof, high-profile case like this... That yeah, evidence should be scrutinised by several different agencies. Yeah, it should never have been you know, one, just the FBI, FBI should have. The United States. You know, that evidence would be open to all agencies to view. Yeah, it's weird. Yank my camera off. I mean, um, the, 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 only, the only plausible outcome is all these organisations were involved with it. Because, I mean, to be fair, JFK was, how can you put it? He wasn't the nicest of people, to be honest, but he wanted to bring about a better world. Like, look at the, um, the mafia government, Fidel Castro thing. JFK was against all that. You know, he didn't want to create more war, basically. But yeah. war makes money. Yeah. And money, he wanted to disband the CIA, don't forget. Yeah. You know, many wins. 
and the, yeah, the CIA, I mean, they're, they're a law for themselves, isn't they? Let's be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the FBI as well, I think, is shady in it because he wanted to revolutionise the way they worked. He wanted to bring in people that he trusted at the very top because he didn't trust. And, you know, as history's proven, he was probably right not to trust the people who were in charge of the CIA and the people who were at the very top of the FBI because... By all accounts, it seems like they're the ones who've been involved in having him killed. If there was um, a conspiracy against the president, whether it's from them or someone else, they can have a sniff of it or at least know something about it. Yeah. So, uh, some of the stuff which was ignored or intimidated by the Warren Commission. Um, in the book, JFK, The Last Dissenting Witness, which was a 1992 biography of Gene Hill, who was a witness, I believe. So the guy who wrote it, uh, he wrote that the Warren Commission assistant counsel, uh, Arlen Arlen Specter, attempted to humiliate, discredit, and and intimidate Hill into changing her story. Hill had uh, said one thing, and then basically the Warren Commission council basically gave her death threats harassed her by secret service agents the fbi and they just bombarded her until she changed her story um she wrote another book later on uh so the first book was written by someone else about her but she was involved in it and then a later book which she wrote uh she wrote which was called jfk breaking the silence she quotes several assassination witnesses as saying that the Warren Commission interviewers repeatedly uh, cut short interviews as soon as they sort of went in a certain direction or as soon as they as soon as they said anything which cast doubt over Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, they would just end the interview or they'd stop the recording or they would change the subject like abruptly. And like there's no reason for that. Other than ever, because if you're an FBI guy investigating the biggest conspiracy and or biggest assassination, biggest murder the world's ever seen, and you've got your interviewing witnesses, and yeah, they start saying something which would indicate that Oswald didn't do it alone, you're not going to cut them off. You're not going to stop recordings. You're not going to change the subject. You're going to push them to get as much information as possible to make sure that he acted alone to make sure that he wasn't involved in something larger. So uh, have any of these interviews or anything actually ever come to light? Cause I've never um, heard or seen one. I've heard of them. I'm not sure. I'd have to look up that book because, because me again, playing devil's advocate was to say Hill wasn't the conspiracy one. And the interviews were all actually carried out, you know, legit. And they did take all the questions yeah. off, etc., etc., and the conclusion did come down to he did act alone. I think the one thing which sort of leans me towards maybe that she is telling the truth is that the first book she wrote was a biography written by uh, an author who had nothing to do with her. So I would imagine for, and especially with like people, the people involved, they, you know, they were never sued for libel um or they were never given like a a cease and desist order to stop 
stop the book coming out or stop yeah. the book, you know, take the book off the shelves because it's telling lies. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not being funny. If, if I wrote a book and slandered a load of politicians and my book sold quite well, they would send me a cease and desist letter and say, take the book off sale because you're slandering X, Y, and Z. Do you know what I mean? So like, okay, fact- but again, flipping over the devil's advocate, what if the government thought, say they set up numerous different shooters and they've gone, well, to be fair, the evidence this witness is saying won't give the real shooter away anyway, so let them carry on. Yeah. That's the okay. flip side of it. Yeah, okay. And so let's keep going with the, the intimidation uh, angle for a minute. Yeah. Uh, in another book, which was written by Jim Maher, uh, oh, I don't know if it was written by Jim Maher, it says Jim Maher gave his accounts of several people who said they were intimidated by either FBI or anonymous individuals uh, who didn't identify themselves by inter-altering or suppressing their statements or what they knew regarding the assassination. Some of the individuals include uh, Richard Carr, Aquila Clemens, Sandy Speaker, AJ Milliken. So they're like the witnesses, which is not the same witness as the one previously, which was someone Hill, wasn't it? So yeah. um, the, so the guy who wrote the book, he also wrote that the Texas School Book Depository employee, Joe Molina, was intimidated by authorities and lost his job soon after the assassination because he basically had, and had been warned by an FBI agent that he might be killed if he revealed what he observed on the Dealey Plaza on the day of the assassination. So it doesn't say there, I should have checked that, but it doesn't say there what it is he's supposed to have observed. But I do remember seeing or reading uh, something about someone or people who were in the school book depository who had said that they, you know, they'd seen Lee Harvey Oswald, but they'd also seen shady men in suits and carrying big cases and stuff, which would, you know, which which fit into something that you said earlier about they could have had a sniper in the room above him or the room below him. They Just, would, uh, but that brings me back to the money these people have. It would be the best of the best they bring in to do this job. They're not going to be seen by anyone walking anywhere with anything. Yeah, I suppose I would think that. But then it depends, doesn't it? It depends if there's only one entrance and exit into this place. I don't know if there is. But if there is, then it might be unavoidable to be seen. What if though, the just... actual shooter isn't in the grassy knoll, hidden in the book depository, and hidden in the storm drain? All these people are just put there to throw off the scent of who the real shooter is. Yeah, I mean, to me, my personal opinion is if it wasn't someone in the drain and it wasn't someone in the grassy knoll and it wasn't a sniper, you know, in the, above him or below him, say, just say for a second, it was Lee Harvey Oswald, he killed JFK, okay? I, yeah. I, can, I can just about get on board with that. Well, I can't get on board with the fact that he's this lone gunman who's just mentally ill and just like decided he's you know he's had enough and he wants to change the world because i don't think the evidence supports that 
No, no I mean, idea. There's too much evidence to suggest that there was other people involved. Um, okay, so we've done evidence disappearing. We talked a bit about witnesses being intimidated. There was also uh, some accusations of like fabrications of evidence. So like, you know, evidence which just kind of didn't fit but appeared. Um, so the Warren Commission found that the shots that killed Kennedy and wounded the senator, wasn't it? Was yeah. it Senator Conley? Uh, <clears throat> were fired from an Italian 6.5 millimeter man. I must butcher this word now. A uh, Manlika Carcano rifle, which was owned by Lee Harvey Oswald. The sheriff and the deputy sheriff, a deputy constable, both identified the rifle found in the Texas school Depository <coughs> as a 7.65 Mauser. Now, I don't know what the difference is between those two rifles, other than it seems like they're different different sizes. Oh, no, they're the same, are they? No, I said two different rifles, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. Uh, so you had the Man, Manlika Kakano, which is 6.5 millimetres, and then the, the sheriffs in their affidavits said that it was a 7.65 Mauser bolt action equipped with a 418 scope and a brown thick lever black sling. Um, and the one should the deputy sheriff had claimed that he had seen 7.65 Mauser stamped on the barrel of the gun. Yeah. So that doesn't make, you know, that doesn't really match. Um, but then this guy, the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Craig, Roger Craig, his name is, he had been interviewed afterwards. Um, and he says, I felt then and I still feel now that the weapon was a 7.65 German Mauser. I was there. I saw it when it was first pulled from its hiding place. And I'm not alone in describing it as a Mauser. So you've got like a, you know, a sheriff. Sounds like he was one of the first on the scene who's saying, no, oh, hang on a minute. What they're saying and what we found doesn't match up. But when the evidence was presented um, to the Warren Commission, it says the police laboratory technicians subsequent, uh, subsequently arrived and correctly identified the murder weapon as the 6.5 Italian rifle. So it's like, I can't think of a reason for that other than if you're telling me the two sort of sheriff deputies have not only got the gun wrong, but they've also read the make of it wrong, the size of it wrong, and then the people in the police laboratories have got it all right. Do you know what I mean? I can't think of a... Yeah, they don't they... sound the same, they don't look the same, like the words. So if it said, assuming they were stamped on the, the butt of the gun, like he said, Licksteiner or Manlicker man lick, no, man and uh, the other one, I forgot, the Mauser. They don't even look similar. No, they're totally different guns. It's weird. 
but you know it's, that's like the story the whole story the whole story is weird and it? it just doesn't add up that to me though it's like what why would the police change of what type of gun it was i know that when they say in lee harvey oswald tells all that but why didn't they just use that gun yes get me is the things like that just don't tie up to me that's one of the things there's like that, those two sheriffs got no reason to lie. No, there's no reason for them to lie. If anything, they're going to get more grief, more threats, or whatever, or be in more danger or more likelihood of danger for telling the truth. Yeah. But you than know, just going along with the story what the FBI tells them. If all these people are going to the, the extent that they do for this assassination, there would have been a photo of Lee Harvey Oswald with a Mauser. If that's what he was going to use. Yeah. You know, it's. That seems more to me like the sheriffs are fake, not the police. What they're saying. Yeah, but. But they're seen an affidavit. So, like, that's a sworn statement to the court. Um, which they have to do when they, you know, when they provide their statements of evidence. Oh, yeah. But I mean. They can't be the only two people who've seen that weapon. There must have been dozens. But he did. I think, didn't he say in his statement that yeah, other people saw it also? I'm sure he said something like that. Yeah, why have they never come forward and said anything? Well, I thought I could think of a few reasons. That's why, you know, No, but when we, get, when we get on to what happened to all the witnesses who've, who go against the official story later on. None uh, of these people who've seen that gun have come out with a deathbed confession. No, there's that. I mean, they're all finished now. Yeah. Um, so let's go on to the, the multiple gunman theory. Um, the Warren Commission concluded that three shots were fired from the Texas School Book Depository in a time period ranging from approximately 4.8 seconds to in excess of seven. Um, seven. Seven assassination researchers that we discussed, or like I said about the Jesse Ventura thing, uh, including Anthony Summers, dispute the commission's finding and they point to the evidence that brings into question the number of shots fired, the origin of shots, and ha- Oswald's ability to accurately fire those three shots in such a short sp- space of time with that rifle. Um, so these people think that basically the speed of the shots, the type of rifle, and his ability mean that that doesn't match up with the official story of like just over seven seconds or between 4.8 seconds and seven point something seconds just that those three or four things do not correlate to make the warren commission's version of events which it feels like i'm a broken record saying that like we're going through it and it's like the warren commission saying this but this this and this don't add up to that and I say it doesn't. It baffles me how we're just going through this. And I know some of this information, you know, has only come out, say, in the last like fifteen, twenty years. So like they didn't have it back then. But it boggles my mind how real, legitimate journalists have never gone like balls deep in this and exposed or tried to expose the truth. Yeah, it's all. It's like a book here and there or a documentary here and there who's got this new explosive evidence or blah, blah, blah. But you've never 
I'm sure maybe it's because we're in the UK, but may, you know, maybe it's people like the new New Firstly, York Post. Who are no, watching. I think it's. I think it's back then. Conspiracy theories weren't such a big thing, were they? So they well, you say that. But it's, uh, this one is kind of taken on a life of its own, haven't it? It has now, but I'm talking about back then. There wasn't really much money to be made from it as such. And people who I think orchestrated it had so much money and power as the years went by, more and more evidence and witnesses and people like that get swept under the carpet. Yeah, and I suppose the people who will be sort of speculating who may have organised it, you know, they're, as we've talked about on the Secret Society shows, they've got their thumbs all over the media in terms of what they'll allow them to print, what they want the official stories to be, you know, this sort of thing. And we'll get to that in some of the other shows as well, I'm sure. But, you know, I like to think that, like, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, you read stories about, like, um, the journalists of the New New York Post and the Washington Post who break these big stories like sex abuse scandals and where they've gone in months of months of research and witness testimony and, and they break these big stories. Yeah, we're like just two guys sat in their houses and we're going through this stuff and we're like, don't add up. Yeah. There's something really shady going on. Like the official story is this. It doesn't add up with what the witnesses are saying and what the police are saying and what this... Just blows my mind, mate. But I, yeah. I could go on about with this, the media like, and journalism. Sore subject for me, that is. With nine eleven, there's like harrowing facts for both sides in there. You know, numerous bits of huge evidence. But with JFK, there's not really. It's all little snippets and hearsay as such. There's no, there's, and there's nothing concrete on it. And so much time has passed now. You can't see any evidence concrete. No. Either way. You know, as, as it stands, we've just got to accept it was Hoswald, and there probably was others involved, but we'll never know. I tried to look at the, the witness testimonies who've, who've, whose stories have never changed, who have been proven to be there. So they're not, you know, they haven't just come out years later and said, oh, yeah, I was the guy with the umbrella or I was was the one with the bushka. You know, people who've been proven to be there, people whose stories never changed, people whose story perhaps doesn't just go with what the official story is or what the biggest conspiracy theory is. It's just this is what happened. This is the truth. And it's never wavered. And there's a lot of those people who seem to, they don't necessarily fit into any one conspiracy theory, but they certainly don't correlate with the official conclusion or the official investigation. Yeah. Which, that's why I've got to, like, we'll get into it. Certainly when we go into the 9-11 show, I've got a real problem with, like, the media these days, I think is. They re- I get really upset by it because I just think that they just, it's like a brainwashing tool for the The thing millions. is, the media has always been like this. It's just years and years ago, we didn't have Facebook and social media for it all to be exposed. Yeah. You know, the corruption's always been there. It's just 
We only ever see, got to see that side of it. Never had independent journalists back then. No. Do they? People who've got their own studio in the house who can just, you know, crack on and make a documentary yeah. and get, you know, get evidence sent to them on the internet. This was something that got me interested in, like conspiracy theories, things like that. I remember being on holiday in, I think we were in Spain and I must have been 12, 13 years old watching the news in Spain, but with English subtitles. And it was like our first or second day of the holiday. I can't remember what the event was, but the way it was reported over here to the way it was reported there was just totally different. Mm. And then ever since then, I've tried to like find news from abroad and things like that. It's like, now, you watch the BBC News report on something, then watch Sky News report it, and then watch, like, Iraqi News report it. And look at yeah. the three... And you're like, this is three different stories. Oh, yeah. Or they're word for word the same. Like, and literally then, word for uh, word the same. Yeah. I've seen... There's... um. What did I see? There's this guy on um, YouTube. He's called UK Critical Thinker. I advise everyone to go and look into him. He's a really good guy. Like he's just a guy from Manchester who just looks at stuff and if he thinks it's a bit dodgy, like, and he um, got all these news broadcasts from this one particular day from like like fifteen channels. Play puts them all in the same screen and plays them, and they are all word for word the same. And it's like some sort of political story, yeah. some like hit hit piece on someone or whatever. And they're all, like, it's been scripted for them. And it's yeah. like, you know, what a chance have people got? So, and like I say, years ago, we didn't have YouTube or internet or things like that to show us yeah. these things. So we watched our news channel and we believe it. Yeah, I bought a hook, line and sinker. So the number of shots is like a big conspiracy, like a big conspiracy in itself because people can't seem to agree, was it three, was it four? Um, the consensus among the witnesses at the scene, and in particular, like that there was three spent cartridges by uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, um, but the what are they called? Oh no, 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 sorry, it wasn't the Warren Commission. The House Select Committee of Assassinations concluded that there was actually four shots, and one came from the grassy knoll. So. It almost seems like the fourth shot is the Warren Commission. The fourth shot is the kill shot. You know, once he's killed, that's it. Um, and you see his head go back and all that. But it seems like that fourth shot maybe did come from the grassy knoll or the drain or wherever. And the Warren Commission had to allow or explain that extra shot. Yeah. I haven't, I got to be honest, I haven't watched a video of the assassination recently. So I can't say for definite, if I remember, if you can see four shots or if it's like three and there may be a fourth. But that's what that sort of, the select committee of assassinations, and they, were, and they did said that in 1979 that they believed that the fourth kill shot came from the grassy knoll. Uh, the Warren Commission concluded that one of the shots hit President Kennedy in the back of the neck and exited his throat. Now, that's a big issue for me. 
because the less I'm remembering it completely wrong, didn't all the shots hit him front on? Um, like, I think so. Usually, my camera, yeah. Yeah. You see me, yeah. Yeah. So if the cars come in, like down here, say you're the camera. Yeah. And this is the car. The shots come from like here, like this. Yeah. And the cars go in this way, so they're going like into the shots. Yeah. Whereas, well, they just what the Warren Commission is saying is it came out the back, uh, in the back of his neck, and exited his throat. And it struck the one as it exited his throat. It struck the back of the governor's chest, who's in front of him, and shattered his wrist. So, oh, and then ended up in his thigh. So this one bullet, this magic bullet, went in the back of Kennedy's neck, out of his throat, into the governor's chest, ricocheted, smashed his wrist. Or it might have hit his wrist and then ricocheted into his left thigh. Now, I don't know much about bullets and guns. Admittedly, I'm not an expert. But that is some crazy fucking shit. I've watched loads of, like, gun shows and ballistic shows, things like that. And something like that is plausible. Crazy. My biggest problem with it isn't necessarily the, the... the bullet ricocheting around, I can guess I can get on, you know, I can kind of see it. My problem is, there's no way it went in the back of his neck. There's no way. Because at no point, you know, like his, his wife tries to scramble off the back yeah. of the, the limousine after he's killed. She, like, tries to scramble off the back. He never yeah. turns. He gets boom, 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 gets sort of ricocheted back like that, and then he gets the headshot to kill him. Yeah. So there's no way that it can go over there and come up here and go there. Because even if he sort of ricocheted like that and it's gone in the back of his neck, he's going to come out down there, not go back forward and hit the guy in the chest, wrist and thigh. That's one of my biggest issues with the official story is that I just do not see how that is plausible, because you can yeah. see that on the video for it. You know, it's plain to see that doesn't happen. Not about the bullet, if the bullet ricochets around, right? Yeah. Whatever. It, it doesn't go in the back of, his, back of his neck. So why are they telling me that it's going in the back of the neck? Why are they telling people that it's going in the back of his neck? It makes no sense. There's it no reason for it. Whatsoever. Do you know what it is, Reese? It's what? bullshit. I think you could be right there, mate. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit. I should get a button which I can press and just go, bullshit! I have to create one of those. I, I, I just wish there was technology back around in them days. That we, you know, the evidence could just come out now and just show us what it fucking is. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, it's just... Like I say, mate, it's just bullshit. And I, I really object to that because that's just... Like, I, can, I know what I can see. Yeah. And it's been proven the video wasn't um, edited or tampered with. So why are they telling me that it's going in the back of his neck? Because it didn't the, go in the, the back of his neck. The thing is, 
it's just popped in my head. I remember watching a ballistic sort of gun show where a major theory is if you're shot in the head, the head goes, it, it's first, for some reason, its first reaction is towards the direction of where the bullet came. Mm. Because it, tra- I think it's because it travels through the head so fast, the explosion on the other side sends the head backwards first. Like, for argument's sake, if you shot in the back of the head, it goes backwards first, then forwards. It doesn't really. I think it goes forward, backwards, forwards. But it's just the speed of it. Yeah, the speed of it, but... To the human eye, if you're shot in the front of the head, it looks like you go forward a bit first, then backwards sometimes. Yeah, so see, I... Uh... I, I I enjoy your devil's advocate, but I'm not not having it for that one. Because... No, this is proved by ballistic experts. This is nothing to do with the JFK. This was a yeah, ballistic well, thing. Yeah, I'm just sure. general thing. And, and I'm sure a video of it was shown with a deer being hunted. And yeah. Say he was shot in the left side of the head. That's mm. the way his head went first, not to oh, the right. Right. Do you follow me? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It wasn't done to prove the JFK theory or anything. Which, you know, that evidence there shows maybe if he was shot in the back of the head, it goes backwards. If he was shot in the front, it could have gone forwards. Right, okay, I'll play Dell's advocate. If he was shot in the back of the head, then Lee Harvey Oswald didn't shoot him. Totally. Because the position is he couldn't have shot him in the back of the head. I think that's why it was set up the way it is. Because other than the exit wound, how can you tell? You can't tell by head movement because it can go on. Have you seen the um, the exit wound in his neck? Have you seen the picture of it? I have, but I don't believe pictures from back then, mate. No, they're easy to fake, aren't they? Totally. And they're they're easy enough to fake that they can't prove they've been faked. Because if they were faked back then... You're probably not they wouldn't be faked in the same way they'd be faked now, would they? Yeah, you probably like wouldn't. Now, you'd tamp, like, fake the image on Photoshop, whereas then they'd have faked the body and then taken a picture of it. To be honest, they could have had fresh cadavers and shot them in different places till they got the angle they wanted. Hmm. You know, it's, it's as simple so, as that. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's Oh, shit. That was one of the uh, main reasons that made me think Oswald did shoot at him, but he didn't kill him. Hmm. And the yeah, way I... they've angled both the shots, it was so almost perfectly set up. Hmm. I think the fourth shot was meant to be timed the same time as the third shot went off. And he couldn't get it off in time. No, I think Oswald moved a bit quicker than they anticipated. Yeah, possibly. That's my theory, and it has been for a while. I don't know who it is who shot him or what organisation they've come from, because there's not just one organisation involved in this. No, no. You know, the the mafia, the FBI, the CIA, the Castro thing, that's a major one. Mm. And it's in Texas. And at that time, Texas was like what Russia is now. Hmm. Oh, and if some Texans we won't be happy with that, mate. Oof. Oh, I know, but you know, let's just call a spade a spade, here, mate. Yeah. We'll if it. we're gonna piss people off, we may as well do it, you know, by a whole state. Do it in style. Uh so on the uh, on the day of the assassination, Nellie Connolly, who is the Governor Connolly's wife, she was seated beside him in the car next to him. 
uh, in a book uh, which was called Love Field, Our Final Hours, she said she believed that her husband was hit by a bullet separate from the two that hit President Kennedy. So she, who was in the car, doesn't believe that this one magic bullet did all this crazy shit and curved around and went in the back of him and come out the front and hit his chest and his thigh and his leg and all sorts of shit. So like, And she was in the car. And I get that it happens like super, super quick. And the shock and the stress of it all, you know, she could, you know, her memory is a funny thing and you can be yeah. affected by stress and panic and all and this she's type of stuff. more than likely not even going to be looking at her husband the time it went off. Yeah. Yeah. When there's all this panic and pandemonium going on, she's going to be looking around everywhere about her husband, probably. Mm. It is interesting, however, that someone who's, you know, heavily involved in it doesn't believe the official story, basically. So, I, I, I think so she'd say whatever she's told to say. Yeah, it's true. I, I think that, she again, she's just another puppet. And you look at all these conspiracies, if there's a conspiracy theory behind it, the person who's probably behind that conspiracy theory will instigate another 10 conspiracy theories to put their conspiracy theory out of the way. Mm. Yeah. And again, yeah. the main factor with all this is how long ago it was and the technology they had at the time. Yeah. 9-11, we've all got our opinions on it, but you can sit on the fence and wait for more real evidence to come out because it's going to. But the JFK thing, can you see any solid, solid evidence coming out on this now? No, it's uh, the time's sort of passed, haven't oh, it? And his deathbed claims, isn't it? And that's it. Yeah. So there's a, there's a famous picture of these three, three tramps who were arrested on the day of the assassination. Um, and there's always been these theories around these three people because they look very much like some CIA people of the time. These three tramps who were just happened to be Jesus Christ. Just wrapped my camera. Um they were in the area and they just happened to be there and they were arrested, but they were never charged with anything. Um so their names were released by the Dallas Police Department in nineteen eighty nine as Gus Adams, Harold Doyle and John Gedney. Uh, which is not then the names of the people who, you know, the conspiracy theorists believe them to be. I can't, I'm trying to find now there. So basically the theory is that they were behind it. They organized it on the day. They were like the boots on the ground. And then <clears throat> they were arrested as tramps and whatever. And then, but what they were is they were CIA um, agents and I think people did like a comparison of these people who worked for the CIA at the time. And they looked very much like her. I'm just going to try and I find the name. I about that one, and I'll be honest, I dismissed that one straight away. For the sole reason, on an event like a president coming through, 
CIA police things like that. The streets, the streets are swept, and there is no homeless vagrants anywhere near them. So the CIA are not going to pick people who they know there's a high chance they're going to be taken off the street to dress as. But if you look at the picture, they don't look like tramps. And this is one of the things which gets me with it, is they don't look like, like homeless people. They, they look like quite well-dressed, casual-dressed guys. A bit smart. For like, yeah, for like I, I've seen it. It just... Why would they call them homeless? And, and let's be fair, if the CIA are going to put people on the ground there and they don't want found, they're not going to be found. No, this is true. But So the story goes that they were basically arrested by a policeman who wasn't, you know, in on the, in on the story type thing. You know, he, he wasn't part of the conspiracy. So they were arrested by accident and they had to decide whether to sort of uh, you know, like make a run for it or get away from it or try and talk themselves out of it or whether to just be, you know, arrested and then they knew they'd be released later that day or whatever. Uh, later in 1974, 1968, there's been mentioned over the years a lot. Um, in 1975, there was a Dick, comedian and civil rights activist, Dick Greg, Gregory, helped bring national media attention to the allegations against Hunt and Sturgis um, by obtaining comparison photographs of uh, these CIA people and these guys. Um, and they held like a press conference and they had this big, you know, load of news coverage. He had charges reported in the, the Rolling Stone magazine and Newsweek. So it was like a real big thing. Um, and e, he, e. Howard Hunt and one of the three sort of uh, one of the three tramps arrested after JK's, uh, J, JFK's assassination. Uh, so basically, E. Howard Hunt was a guy who was high up in the government. I believe I think he was a CIA man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he was uh, CIA. Uh, he, as part of the Rockefeller and we've heard that name before, uh, commission, which was reported in 1975. They investigated the allegations against Hunt and Sturgis on behalf of the CIA, and they part that <clears throat> on behalf of the CIA that these guys had participated in the assassination of Kennedy. The final report of the Rockefeller Commission stated that the witnesses who testified that the derelicts bore a resemblance to uh, the CIA guys were not shown to have any qualification in photo identification and beyond that just possessed the average layman. So basically the Rockefeller Commission said that these the people who had uh, used these photos as sort of evidence that they were the same people didn't have the necessary qualifications to tell by photo identification which I think is a bit rich but <laughs> I tend to it's just crazy isn't it? and then the Rockefellers they're the ones who investigated whether the CIA were involved Jesus yeah whatever their name is mentioned it ain't legit simple as oh yeah um, and so Sturgis was quite sort of he was in the news a lot um, 
1985, he was involved in, with uh, Marita Lorenz in, uh, and he was identified as a gunman in another assass- assassination. So, I mean, so Sturgis is the real name of one of these CIA guys who they thought these tramps were, or they yeah. think these tramps are, um, which is wild that he would then be involved in another assassination, which makes me then think, oh, hang on, maybe, like, because I tend to lean on the same side as you. It's like, oh, if they were going to do it, they wouldn't do it like that, as, like homeless people, and yeah. they wouldn't get caught by the police. And, and then I think, well, oh, hang on, they've, they're like, they've done it later in life, like 20 years later, they've assassinated someone else. So maybe it's not so out there. Um, just the last thing on these trams, like one of the main allegations about these three guys is they're part of this assassination team, which is part of the CIA, who go around countries to destabilize them and assassinate, you know, leaders and all this type of stuff. Like there's a long list of like things that they've allegedly been involved in. Um, and like when you start reading all the different things that this group has been either alleged to have done or they have done, and it's like then you start thinking, oh, well, hang on, maybe there is a bit of truth to that. Maybe you know, maybe it's not just a coincidence that they look exactly like these guys from the CIA. They just happen to be there. It's uh. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but you're not buying that, mate, you? No, totally not, mate. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to find a bit. There's a bit about um, the body going <clears throat> missing for like an hour between the hospital and then they changed the hospital. I'm just trying to find them now um, because the, there's people who say that the bullet holes don't match the shots. Like obviously, you know, like like his head explodes. Yeah, you see yeah, his head explode. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find. Uh, it just says about. So this author who wrote best evidence, the book in 1981, presented a thesis that President Kennedy's dead body had been altered between Dallas Hospital and the autopsy site uh, at Bethesda for the purposes of creating the conclusion which matched the single shooter and the direction of the shots. Um, I can't find the bit which I had, but basically the the theory is that he died in the hospital and then he was taken to the autopsy place. But in between that, he was taken to, I think it might have been even Air Force One, like the plane. Yeah, and they did what they got to do to alter the, you know, the shots and the the exit points and the entry wounds to make it all come from or correlate to their story, and then they took him to the autopsy place, and some of the the doctors who had been at the hospital basically said, went obviously because the photos were released, weren't they? You know, in the papers, yeah. and and the the doctors or the nurses have sort of said. No, mate, that's not going to fly. That's not what they look. That's not what he looked like. You know, that's not where the exit and entry wounds were. So it's just another shady part of the shadiness. 
it is, but I think there would have been uproar over it because, especially back then, everyone believed the word of a doctor or a nurse. And I think it caused more uproar than that. So I think this is more Chinese whispers through the years. Mm. Well, my mate worked at the hospital and she said... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. I think as well, the one thing to bear in mind with that is when a body, like when it's first been shot, they're more concerned with just trying to patch him up and save him. Not that they're going to save him when his skull exploded, but... Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? They're, the doctors are trying to just patch up the wounds and save him, whereas when you go for an autopsy, they clean the body and they take evidence and all that, and they yeah. do the cause of death. And then when they finish, the body is like prepared for like the funeral isn't it so it like all the wounds are cleaned up and yeah. so they are going to look quite considerably different totally to what different. they did when they were blood everywhere and split and ripped and all the other nasty things that bullets do um i think look we may never know personally i've seen enough documentaries read enough books and articles on jfk the only conclusion I can personally come to for myself is, like I say to you, Oswald did take some shots. I don't think one of his shots killed the president. I think there was at least two other people taking shots. And whoever yeah. said people have, you know, they wanted to make sure. But we're never, ever going to know. Yeah, they're never, ever. That's no, my... Prime example, look at the Rothschilds. Have we ever known anything they've been convicted of, really? No, they never, you never hear about it, do you? You don't even hear about the family, really. You know, most most people have never heard of the Rothschilds. Incredible, isn't it? And they're the most, they're the richest, most powerful family on this earth. And it shows how powerful they are that people have never heard of them because they're yeah. never in the papers, never in the news, never in anything. Like, personally, for me, I think JFK probably wasn't killed by Lee Harvey Oswald, but he maybe shot him. I think I agree with you there. But he definitely didn't do it alone. JFK wanted to disband the CIA, and I don't yeah. think people realize how powerful the CIA were still are and they would do whatever they could to stop that from happening um you know of course there was other issues and other problems which would have contributed to that decision but i think the disbanding of the cia would have been a big reason behind it totally like you say mate we'll never know um the cia they were the defense of america weren't they back then you know they were the main defense of america so they they can be undermined and disbanded by anyone. Oh yeah, show America there's a weakness, and like the people who made would have made those decisions, your Hoovers and your George Bush seniors, you know what did they go on to do? Yep. So all corrupt and all links together, mate. Over the years and years and years of just nastiness, and then. We'll get into some other conspiracy theories like 9-11 and stuff. And it's those same families, same people involved. It's always the same, mate. They've been around, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like we were talking about half of them in this secret 
society show last week. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's always the same. Every theory show we do, they're going to be in there somewhere, even when we were doing the aliens and things. Yeah, Rothschilds, Bushes. Yeah, they're all going to be involved in it all. Yeah. Right, so that's been our JFK show. Hour and a half's not too bad. We could have probably gone on and on for a bit longer, but we'll try and keep them relatively compact. You can follow us on Twitter at AceCast underscore Nation to keep up to date on all the upcoming coming shows and guests. You can join us on Facebook by following and becoming part of our nearly 4,000 strong army of followers. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com backslash C backslash Ace Podcast Nation. You can find all audio versions of all of our shows on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, Podcast.co and others. Thank you for coming on again, Reese. Appreciate it. You'll be back twice next week as uh, we move on to our next conspiracy and we film our monthly films podcast where, we, where we're going to review the latest trailers, films and TV as well as discuss upcoming movie news. Uh, so please check twice it out. Go on. Twice a week, my ex is going to be jealous of you. Uh, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> it's what it is, mate. See more. I think I speak to you more than I speak to my missus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Give us a little. Uh, give, give us a little review on iTunes. Drop us a comment. Drop us a like. Share. Subscribe. All that good shit helps us keep get our name out there, which helps us make more shows. Get more guests. Bigger guests and cooler guests. I've got. A, I spoke to a couple of people today, which could be quite fun if they pan out. And I might have a little collaboration podcast coming soon, if I can pull it off. But the guy will be going to be doing it with is very, very busy. So I'm just trying to work around that. But yeah, nice one, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Nice one, Reese. See you next week, mate. Always a pleasure, mate. And we shall see you soon. Indeed we will. Laters. The mic God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.